0: Welcome to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast, where we're going to be exploring above and below the surface. We'll take in a deep dive into the world of fishing, diving, and surfing. Every week, we're going to sit down with experts to learn more about them and get their freshest, hottest takes on all things salty. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Above and Below, a Salt Life podcast. I'm your host, Kieran Anderson, and today we have Emmanuel Williams on with us. What's up, dude? How's it going? What's going on? How are you? Good, dude. You're the ultimate jet ski fisherman, the, the man, the myth, the legend. I was just talking to you about this. I followed you on Instagram like a month ago, and then you just got on board with Salt Life, and I'm frothing to have you on right now, dude, because <laughs> this is going to be such a fun adventure for me to learn all about you and what you do. That's your go-to, right, jet I'm ski excited. fishing? I'm
1: excited. Yep, I fish on a sea do strictly offshore. That, that's my thing. Dude, that's so sick. How long have you been doing this? Uh, about two and a half years now So I fish on a, on a Seadoo Fish Pro right now Which is obviously made for fishing But I actually started fishing on one of their smaller models That's just meant for just ripping around It's called a Seadoo Spark So I no rigged way. that thing up and I was taking it off Yeah, I rigged that thing up I was taking it offshore and just punching it far and wide But then I eventually moved over to the, to the Fish Pro Dude, that's so funny. I took my wave runner out fishing the other day. I
0: had a salt life cooler on the back. I need to drill some rod holders into it because I was just had my rods on my backpack. But it, you got to start somewhere. And I love that. That's so sick. Um, give us a little 100%. overview about yourself, where you're from, because I know nothing about you besides that your
1: Instagram is really cool. <laughs> so uh, I'm, creator of <laughs> I'm the creator of I Belong Outdoors on YouTube, which is... All my my sea-doo content, offshore fishing, deep dropping, planer fishing. And I live in South Florida, right here in Miami. Dude, that's so sick. How often do you go out to the keys and stuff? I was just in the keys the other day. I love it there. It's so good. But as often as possible, as long as the weather permits. So sick. So
0: where did you start fishing? Like were you on boats and stuff, or were you shore fishing? Where's the story
1: start? So the first time I ever went. Offshore was on a Sea-Doo. First time wow. ever, I was alone. And um, yeah, I was actually on the Spark I was telling you about. Um, I started off fishing when I was younger with my dad, but my dad gets super seasick. So I just never had any experience on boats. So right after high school, saved up some money, bought myself my first Sea-Doo, and that's where it started. How old are you right now? 22 dude you're so young i guess we're both young i'm only 25
0: so dude that's so sick um what why why jet skis why are you using a jet ski why aren't you just using a boat like what i know jet skis are so versatile and you can go anywhere with them but like what makes it so much fun and what makes it what
1: interests you so much about jet skis so number one anytime you're on a on a sea do or any type of personal watercraft you're going to be super close and, you know, just super, it's more of an intimate experience when you're fishing rather than a boat, you know, like you're looking right over the gunnel and that's the water right there, you know? um, And yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just a completely different experience than a boat in, in general. Um, And for me, it's just super as well, super cost-effective compared to a boat. You get super good range. It's a lot less maintenance and catch just as big as fish.
0: What does it cost right now for you to fill up your ski compared to like a boat?
1: Obviously, it's thousands of dollars. Yeah, uh, I think it runs me like 80 bucks. Dude, that's sick. (laughs) I love that. That's so epic. You're so stoked. Yeah.
0: What, uh, What are you primarily fishing for over there?
1: I just do offshore. So I'm always on the edge looking for my favorite fish is Oahu. So most of the time I'm out there planar fishing, I'm looking for a wahoo, obviously king mackerel, mahi mahi. We get blackfin tuna out here as well. And then um, I do venture out deep a lot, do a lot of deep dropping, looking for snowy groupers, um, blue line tilefish, golden tilefish. We have a bunch of fish down here, so there's a lot to choose from. Do you ever dive off of your ski or are you primarily only using rod and reel? Uh, I dive. I dive as well. Is that well. pretty gnarly? It is. It's 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 different, for Sure. <laughs> but it, so, I feel like it's I feel like it's a lot easier than yeah. a boat where you can just hop up on the side of the gunnel. You know, if you got to readjust your mask, you readjust your mask, hop back in. But like I said, it's just more of a intimate experience. So you said you're using the SeaDoo Fish Pro right now, yeah? Mm-hmm.
0: Give me the layout of this thing because I've only seen photos of them. I want to know all about
1: the sea fish, bro. Cause okay. those things look nuts. So my current unit is a sea fish pro trophy. It's like the top of the line when it comes to the sea fishing family, it's like dedicated for sport fishing. So at the front, you have obviously your handlebars on the right side of your handlebars. You have a touchscreen GPS and bottom machine, obviously for your spots, your navigation, Um, Then you have your front hatch. So right near the handlebars, you lift it up and you have a deep, super wide front hatch where I store all of my stuff. Um, Then you have your, you have a digital display where you can control your music. You can see how, um, how many miles, how many hours are on your machine, how many miles you've ran in a day. Um, And then compared to any other watercraft, it's going to be super wide. And a lot longer than, than most other watercrafts. And then at the back, you have your, um, your cooler that can link in with our Sea-Doo um, link attachment. You can also link in gas tanks, um, storage tanks. It's literally everything. You, and, the, and the cooler can convert into a live well. I was just going to ask. Yeah. I was just going to ask that. Yeah, so, that's dude, new with- for this year.
0: With sea Jet Skis, Wave Runners, the whole thing, right? Uh, but it's primarily the sea um with the Fish Pro, that ski is made for fishing. And it's so versatile in, the, in what kind of fishing you can do and where you can go. Um, exactly. Yeah. And then speaking of, of Jet Skis, or let's just call them PWCs, uh, Personal Watercrafts
1: in general, yeah. you can get into super tight areas, huh? 100%. 100%. So I don't spend a lot of time in, in the mangroves, but if that's something someone's interested in, you can definitely get in super tight nooks and crannies, whereas a center console just can't, you know?
0: And I'm, I'm assuming that this just gives you like a competitive advantage overall in fishing and everything. For sure. For sure. So what about the range of this, the cdu What How far can you go out and what's the farthest you've went out?
1: So this, this might sound crazy, but I've went from Stewart, Florida. We ran 112 miles to the Abaco Islands in the Bahamas. That's so a, sick, dude. Yeah, and they get, it just depends on your riding habits, also depends on um, the weather that day, but you can get anywhere from 100 to 120 on a full tank. And a full tank is 19 gallons or 18.9 gallons, so.
0: That's pretty, cool.
1: pretty epic that's insane it's funny
0: too dude because like i use my jet ski to go f- surfing obviously and like i take it from like ensenada to toto santos which is i think it's like 12 miles out to the island and i'm out there and i'm like this is kind of a mission like this is gnarly but whenever i go there's a lot of swell so it's like kind of Whoa. Yeah. like i'm like all the way out but dude i want to i want to go yeah. fish bro so bad i want to get a huge bluefin tuna off one this year that's my whole entire goal i want to get pulled around
1: and i want to get a big fish <laughs> riding a fish pro will honestly change the way you look at every other watercraft on the market I promise do you um? when you get a really really big fish will it pull you around so it's a lot of people ask that it's a good question I, I think it's it's a little different than a boat where a boat's super heavy and obviously on a boat you're playing the drag yeah but with the sea dude, it definitely tows you but you're playing the drag, and then the fish is pulling you on the ski as well. So it actually works against the fish in helping to tire out the fish way quicker than it mm. would on a boat, you know. But yeah, I definitely get towed around. <laughs> Talk to me about that. So like,
0: obviously with new technology, and especially like the CDUs, I actually had a SeaDoo back in like 2015 SeaDoo when I first got a ski. I was like, oh, the is fast. It's sick. It's rad. It has reverse on the left side a forward on the front or on the right. Um, with the controls on your CDU is it pretty user-friendly to be able to put in
1: neutral and reverse and move it oh, around? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. So you have your controls on the right side. I mean, you have your, your throttle on the right side, then you have your, your reverse and neutral on the left side. And now a lot of the newer models come with something um, they call IDF, Intelligent Debris Freeing System. So you just hold IDF and if you suck up anything like weeds or a plastic bag or a rope, you hold it and it'll actually push all of that right back out. What? So for me, yeah, so for me a lot of times I'm offshore, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 miles offshore and you suck up weeds, you run into a patch, you just turn it off, hold that button, pushes all of it out and just keep on fishing. I'm used to like going under the ski and pulling everything out. <laughs> I have that's never a, done that. <laughs> I do that all the time, dude. It's so bad. It sucks. Yeah. So
0: bad. Yeah. <clears throat> dude, that's epic. So you can really like get into like gnarly kelp patties and stuff and not have to worry at all. 100%. 100%. What's your, what's your like normal maintenance for your jet ski? I have like a whole routine of my own that I do every single time I go and take my ski out in the ocean. But I feel like a lot of people only use a ski on like freshwater, water and that, or like rivers or whatever, but like with salt water, we get corrosion, we get, um, rust and buildup everywhere. So what, what's your basic
1: routine when you get off the water? So once I get back to the house, I just hose it off, soap it down, spray it off, and then just connect the hose, flush the, the exhaust system, pop off the seats, spray down the inside of the, um, the engine bay just to get out any salt if possible, and then let it dry off. And then we're all good and i use um it's like silicone silicone lubricant so it kind of gives you a layer of protection once you're out there in the water the water will kind of bead on it rather than just like soaking into all your stuff okay that sounds rad i want to know what that is that sounds really cool i like that
0: is um is there any like competition like fishing tournaments with jet skis
1: so there isn't but This year, I will be competing in a local tournament here in Florida, whether it's the Keys or Miami Palm Beach, I'll be, I'll be getting in one of them this year. Can you, let me ask you this, if there's like, let's just say it's the Bisbee's, could you use a a jet ski? So it really just depends on the organizers of the event, because I have spoke to some organizers that are like, no, you cannot compete. But then I have spoke to some that are like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. You know?
0: That's pretty sick, dude. That would be so fun <laughs> to yeah. start getting involved in all those tournaments, dude. Yeah, for sure. What? Uh, Where do you store your ski at? Right here at home in my garage. Yeah, and that's another thing, too, that's so easy about jet skis is you can tow it with
1: a Prius if you really wanted to. Like, I used to tow mine with a Honda Accord. <laughs> dude, no, you did not. <laughs> for like two years, yeah you're just, such a frother dude That's i so just good. now switched over to a truck but yeah and it they handled it well and everything so definitely upside to it
0: jet skis are so rad man they're so good and they last so long if you just take care of them
1: hundred percent
0: like you said the tight spaces uh they're so universal you can go really really far really fast too they're so fast and they For don't sure. take a lot of fuel at all yeah dude Boats are gnarly. I'm going on a boat tomorrow bluefin fishing and Sweet. gas is going to be absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I know it's going to
1: yeah. be. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so you were saying that wahoo is your favorite fish to catch.
1: Yes. My favorite what are you fish.
0: usually using? Uh, <clears throat> not just for wahoo, but for all sorts of fish out there in blue water. Um, do you use live bait? Do you do you convert your cooler into a live bait? Well, or do you use irons? What do you use?
1: So irons is irons is what you guys
0: call like jigs, right? I'll show you. So I literally just went to the tackle store for yellowtail and bluefin. This is what we use. So this is a surface iron. This one, is, it floats on the water and it kind of jigs back and forth. This is kind of like what I call irons. Sorry, that was really loud. Uh, this is a heavier weight. This is like a 20 gram probably. Sweet. So it dives down farther. And then you can go into like... I, I kind of like speak of, of irons that way. Like those are my irons. And then you go into like flat falls for like blue fin, right? Like, like this.
1: jigging in. Yep. So okay. you drop this straight down, right? Do you, do you guys use those? Yeah, we, we call them slow pitch jigs here or vertical jigs. Okay, yeah. So we call them flat falls.
0: Like this is a flat fall. This would be another flat fall right here. And you drop them straight down. If they stop, then you better start cranking because you probably have a fish on. Um, <laughs> and then sweet. We, and then like last year, um, we had a crazy bluefin season, but they were only biting on these little like snipers. Right. So these things are really small. They kind of look like mackerel or, um, anchovies and they were only biting on this. Like 150 pound bluefin were only biting on this. It was the wow. weirdest thing. And usually like this, this iron would be like go-to, but like you can tell the size difference, right? Like that's crazy. Yeah. yeah but, for sure. Yeah. So what do you guys, what's your go-to?
1: So for offshore, um, when it comes to fishing the edge, we use planers. So don't know what that is. You don't know? What, if I had it right now, I'd show you. But it's basically like a, a little metal device. And it dives your bait down in the water depending on the size of the planer. So you could have a size 1, 2, all the way up to like 10. Is that it? And that is a planer. What the heck is that? Explain this to me. So... <laughs> so you see that little ring there on the bottom right here yeah yep so that connects to your main line you and then off the back of the planer on the back side of it there's another little ring like on the back here yeah right there there's another yeah. little ring there and off of that side you'll have anywhere from 50 to 150 feet of leader what Yeah. So basically what happens is that ring, could you show me the picture again so I could? Yeah. So that ring, you see that bent part of the metal? Yeah. Like right right here. Yeah. So that ring will slide up there when it's diving and it'll just be going through the water. Once a fish hits the bait, which is at the back end of your leader, it's going to pull that ring forward and it's going to do what we call tripping the planer. So the planer is then going to get tripped and pull forward like this. And then it's going to rise. And then you're able to crank on the fish. Once the planer gets to the tip of the rod, then you have to hand line the fish all the way into the boat. Or what I do is bridle the planer on, which it's pretty complicated to explain, but I bridle the planer in line so I can clip off the planer and then just get tight with the fish.
0: So let me ask you this. How do you... So obviously this goes to the tip of your rod right here. And then you said you have 150 feet of leader right there. Off of the back, yeah. So do you tie off your leader and then just throw it like in the, are you like hand lining it to let so it go into the Let me water? see if
1: I could explain it. All right. So I, on my 50 wide, I have like 150 feet of leader. So I let that all the way out. Just don't even think about a planer right now. I let the, the, the bait all the way out. Once the bait's out, I have a little bridling section that I clip on my planer and then I'll let my planer out for say another 30 seconds. Then I'll put it in the rod holder, lock it up, put a little bit of braid, drop it back and then it'll just bend your rod. So once you get a bite or once the planer gets tripped, the rod will pop back like that and then you know you're tight. So when it pops back, you know you're on. Yeah, it'll pop back and if it's a good fish, it'll pop back and then instantly start digging down again. Dude, that's so heavy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, especially to do it on a sea on seadoo. you know? With your sea is there, like, a, a
0: mode that you can do, like, a trolling speed and stuff?
1: Yeah, so they have a trolling mode on there as well. So you just set it to what you want and go at that speed.
0: As far as, like, offshore fishing and everything, how, fa- how long does it take you to get out to, like, let's just say chic last day? If you're... Going out like thirty miles, and you're like, I'm gonna go get black tuna or whatever. Yeah. Um, is it pretty pretty easy to go out and like just score fish?
1: Uh, it's easy to get out there. The That's the fish I mean, yeah. the fishing isn't always the easiest, but um, like say for instance Fort Lauderdale, I can leave the inlet in Fort Lauderdale, and within a minute and a half on a flat calm day, I could be in 200 feet of water. Yeah. Um, Miami's a little further. Uh, the 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 edge is a little further so it takes a little longer about five to six miles but i don't ever have a problem getting out there so do you guys with your tuna over there and like other fish too that foam
0: but um with tuna there they 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 foam up right like they come to the surface and start foaming up no yeah
1: yeah, they do they do um well we don't call it foam we call it like busting but I, i know like in san diego and where you guys fish for bluefin it looks completely different like there's literally I'm trying to find a video there's literally foam,
0: oh, it's, it's insane,
1: yeah, out here it's not like that at all. What I was
0: gonna ask is so like when you see foamers like that, uh I feel like it's pretty gnarly with like a big boat because they get scared and they start diving down with a jet ski it kind of gives you the advantage, right, like
1: sneaking can, up on them, yeah, yeah, this 100%. is kind of a
0: this is kind of a smaller foamer, I would say, but that's. That's like kind of like what it looks like. We were all (laughs) frothing out, dude. They're Uh, just—they're kind of all over the place, you know. Yeah. But we're on—we're on a bigger boat. This—this video really shows you, like, hold on, right? It'll go right back to it, right there. Oh, right back
1: there. Wow.
0: So that's—that's a—that's what I call a foamer. You know, you see Mm -hmm. foam. You see—it almost looks like waves are breaking. Yeah. The aftermath of a wave, I would say.
1: But with a ski, it kind of gives you the advantage too, right? Yes slide right in there it's way way quieter than a boat for sure yeah
0: and another thing too with like you and jet ski fishing uh you really have to pay uh, attention to the conditions yeah what um how do you how do you do that like do you use an app or what's your what's your go-to
1: yeah i use an app called Windfinder, and then i also look at um noah noah puts out a marine forecast every week i pay a lot of attention to that because it it's important you know have you been in some pretty gnarly circumstances in your ski <laughs> give, me a, give me a story uh so one day me and my buddy went offshore we're golden tile fishing so we're deep dropping on an electric reel we were in 750 feet of water and just straight out the bat it was just rough and we're just like do we call it here or do we just blast offshore and just try to get our fish? With golden tile, it's one per person. So you get two and your day's done. So we decided to go and the weather just got progressively worse. And it ended up, we're offshore, four to six footers. It's just sloppy. We caught our fish, but it's not something you'd wanna try, you know? And something I do not do anymore at all. I pay super close attention to the weather and I go based off that. With with your ski, I mean your ski specifically is very stable, right? Like it's pretty wide compared to most skis, especially in the back, right? Yeah, it, it well, it's it's pretty wide throughout. Yeah. Um, but compared to any other any other watercraft, it's super wide. It is uh the SeaDoo Spark was probably pretty like pretty. <laughs> loopy. I think I think that thing is like seven eight feet. Yeah. Uh, the Fish Pro's twelve foot oh my goodness and I I couldn't tell you an exact width but I would say anywhere from like three and a half to four feet wide then it has super deep gunnels for your feet so it's it's a hefty it's a hefty machine would you say that it's pretty like challenging to get a big
0: fish when you're like leaning over because I feel like skis can sometimes kind of be tippy like your balance
1: really has to be good with that So I only have experience riding sea dudes. I haven't rode any other watercrafts. The fish pros in general are just so stable. I fish with two people on mine all the time. Yeah. And we're out there and the waves are rocking and you're rolling with them and it's all good, honestly. I, I never feel like I'm gonna flip over or anything like that, no. When you reel in, are you sitting down or are you standing up? It depends, both, honestly. Um, if we're trolling we're most definitely sitting down but like say for instance last week we we're in the keys running around from patch to patch seeing if we could find some mahi So running around standing up pitching jigs just hooking mahi and we're both standing up so sick my buddy's on the back fighting one i'm at the front fighting one so either 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 one works what uh besides like the fish finder or the sonar and then
0: the cooler on the back what other gear do you have on your your ski and like where your
1: rod holders so the link cooler that clips onto the back Mm -hmm. has has rod holders um on it and you could actually move them around whichever like wherever you want on the cooler there's also two um front facing rod holders right under your handlebars so you could be have holding your handlebars and you have two rods right here. And if your rod goes off, you could grab it. Um, Yeah, and all of those rod holders can move around. And then we also have like, they're called link storage caddies, where you can clip them in on, like in between the the cooler and your seat. There's, like I said, it's a pretty big ski, so there's a lot of space. So you can clip in link um, caddies where you can store stuff. So for me, I store super big leads that are like this tall um my my deep dropping battery which is pretty heavy as well you could also clip in fuel tanks that's pretty much pretty much it for me
0: and you can troll with those rod holders like it no oh yeah
1: yeah i put a lot of pressure on them and they they on the on the back rod holders at least anytime i'm planer fishing or i know i'm putting a lot of pressure i always put it on my on my cooler rod holders what is a what is like a sea Fish Pro cost nowadays? Uh, I believe it's like seventeen ninety nine. And you're selling yours right now, yeah? Yeah. So I have my my twenty twenty unit. I just got the the twenty twenty two trophy, so I'm getting rid of my my older unit. Yeah. What are you selling that one for? Thirteen, dude. <laughs> what do you, you only have, you have like two hundred and something hours on it? I saw right. 200. 260 hours yeah yeah so it's fresh it's good to go yeah and i i take great care of that thing you guys that's, hit him that's, up that's, for that thing. that's if that's i my baby. if i lived on the east coast i would buy that off you i'm not kidding
0: dude i <laughs> every single time i look at your insta i'm so frothed up speaking of instagram shout out your instagram real
1: quick my instagram is emmanuel e-m-m-a-n-u-e-l w underscore dude and i belong content. outdoors on
0: youtube your content is so sick i get so psyched so for for somebody that's getting into jet ski fishing and this is going to go for me too because i'm just starting to really get into it like not anything crazy like i'm not i don't have a fish bro i just have a wave runner but i like have my salt life cooler on the back and i have i have connections for i put a sled on the back of my jet ski for big wave surfing so i just connect the the cooler off the back and it, it clips in perfect so um but give me some like pointers give us Sweet. all pointers on what we should be doing uh you started on a C-Do spark and it, it for me that's kind of the same story right like we're i'm starting on a weight runner that's yeah. not truly for fishing i use my ski for surfing only
1: but now i'm using it for surf yeah. uh for fishing so yeah give me some pointers give us some pointers i would say number one is checking the weather for sure um it, it can be super sketch if you don't pay attention to the weather and just send it out there. Um, And other than that, I would just say it's just spending time on the water and just getting comfortable out there. I spent a lot of time catching no fish before I started catching any fish, just because it's it's a lot to get used to. It's just completely different than a boat or a kayak or anything like that. So I would say just spending time out there, getting after it. What about like radios and stuff? Like what should I be having on
0: my ski? because Every single time I go out, like really far, my friends are like, you should get a VHF or whatever. And I,
1: I feel like I probably should do that. You don't have a radio? No. You don't have a radio? Yeah. No. So you should definitely get <laughs> <laughs> You should definitely get a
0: radio. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you right now, dude. Like, I froth, I just froth out so hard. And I'm like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm good. You know, like, I, I trust my ski, but that's probably a bad thing. But yeah, yeah. I definitely need to get a radio.
1: So I, I trust my ski to the T, but. I keep a VHF radio with me, one that like if it touches water, it'll automatically turn on. So say you have it clipped on your vest or you have a pocket on your vest and you fall in the water, it'll automatically turn on because it got wet and also an EPIRB. It, may, it might not be necessary depending on where you're fishing an perb, but for me, like a lot of times I'm 15 to 25 miles offshore, no boats around. If anything happens, you'd you'd want someone to be able to find you, so I keep an EPIRB or personal locator beacon and a and a radio for sure.
0: And an EPIRB like marks your location, right, or something? Can you explain that to me again?
1: Once you activate it, it like pings your location for like twenty four to forty eight hours, so Coast Guard could find you. Okay. Anything else? Extra fuel. So on the Fish Pro extra fuel really isn't needed unless you're constantly doing super long distance trips. Like you'd have to be going, I'd say like 35 plus miles in a day, one way to consider to consider bringing gas. But that option is available on, on Fish Pros if you want to bring gas. How stacked up can you make your ski? Like how much stuff can you put on that thing? It, it takes a lot of weight. So I'll have, sometimes I'll have the cooler, Loaded down with ice, boxes of squid, lunch, drinks. In front of the cooler, I have my my rack on there with my my caddies, my leads, my planers, um, gas. And then obviously our weight on the ski, if I have two people with me, if I have one person with me, that's even more weight. And then your front hatch, loaded down. I keep a fish bag in there, um, extra clothes, we call, I, I use what, what we call bait binders. So it's not like a tackle box. It's more of like a little bag and you open it and it literally looks like a binder you'd use in school. And that's where I keep my baits in there for trolling or deep dropping. Yeah. So it 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 gets loaded down and it handles it super good. That's so sick. And then what about like <clears throat> with, the, with the fish bro,
0: you probably have like trims that you can set, right? Uh, the bow goes up or down.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we have, it's called a variable trim system. So you can put the bow up and down just like a boat. Is it pretty, uh, does it make a big difference for fishing with that trim? Uh, like when it comes to trolling or just riding yeah. out there? No, just, just trolling. When you're trolling 100%, you'll notice that if you're trimmed, if you're trimmed too much in the wrong direction, just depending on the conditions, and then you trim the opposite way, it'll actually increase or decrease your speed. So it definitely, definitely makes a difference. Yeah.
0: So you really have to pay attention to all that stuff. Dude, I feel like jet skis
1: are yeah. like so universal and so much fun.
0: But at the same time, when somebody's like getting so serious into it, like literally, I saw your Instagram and I was just frothing out because I was like, dude, this guy's <laughs> such a legend. But <clears throat> when you're that into it, you you have so much knowledge of what your ski can do and how to use the yeah. ski. But for me, I'm like, I'm just going to grab my rod and go, but yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, if we're out there in the water, having a good time, that's the best thing to do and just learn how to use the ski. Like you said, I have a VHF. I need to get one, but
1: yeah, for sure.
0: One, la- I got one last really important question for you. Um, sweet. How the heck do you put fish in the ski? Cause with a boat, you just flip them in and you're good to go.
1: I could actually pull up a picture here and show you. So, most of the fish I catch like pelagic wise do not fit in my cooler. So, um, just depending on the trip, I'll bring a fish bag and it literally sits in between the cooler and the seat. So I could just slide the fish right in the fish bag. Yeah. Um, what's like the biggest fish that you can put back there? certain fish, you're just going to have to put them in the gunnel or tail rope. (laughs) You know, go back. That's when you're um, like, that's when you're really stuck. that you're like, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, exactly. I have, I have no problem going in at that point. So, so here in this picture, that Wahoo, that Wahoo barely fit, but you can see right there, I have a fish bag right in between my seat and my cooler and that that's what i do when i'm when i know i'm i'm looking for fish that are going to be super big and not going to fit in there that's what i will use dude that's so sick
0: so you you recently just got on with salt life dude like a month ago you said yeah we're so stoked to have you i i kid you not dude like when i was told hey emmanuel is going to come on a freaking podcast i was like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wait dude i'm pretty sure i just followed this guy on instagram like a couple weeks ago like i was all stoked dude i was like no That's way dude. this guy's such a legend so i'm super stoked you came on dude and i really appreciate you coming on and taking your time to do this and talk to us about your uh not only your life that you do but um teaching us more about jet ski fishing dude of course thanks guys for listening to above and below and uh we'll catch you guys next time Thanks for listening in to Above and Below a Salt Life podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Real Salt Life. If you've enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast to help spread the word. And remember, stay salty.